Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Water. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Discipleship, Equipping the Saints for the Work of Ministry. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode two of six. I will now move into laying a foundation that others should have long before I turn 60 years of age. Now as a Christian, we have the dubious task of developing and living as a Christian while also working in the secular biz side of life. I've been talking mostly about how we got sideways in the natural order of things and how underdeveloped the human race is thus far in this country. Now I make a transition into the Christianity side of the house. I will do my best to tie the two together in the hopes that you will go away knowing and believing that you can be anything you are called and chosen to be, anything you are gifted to be, anything you are infused with that, in your specific circumstances, will draw it or them out. That is your gifts, talents, and personality so as to leave the situation in better condition than when you initially encountered it. Not just better, but at a level that would shock the average C performer into thinking God himself did it, whatever that is. But Ken, you don't understand, I have needs. I gotta eat and have clothes. Matthew 6:33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. If we focus on the right things, our needs in faith, will always be met. It is not the planet's job to meet those needs. It is his. John eighteen thirty six. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. We are not of this world either. We are aliens and pilgrims. So the Bible states, Our hope lies in the next world. But we can be very successful while living in this one, as long as we follow the rules of the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 4.20 For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. If you have power, and you do, then what can't you do? You cannot pastor with that power if you are not called to be a pastor. You cannot teach if you are not gifted and called to be a teacher. I have seen many try, and ouch, I wanted to eat the chalkboard. Now we need to deal with the opportunity for a wrong mindset to come in, which would, as it always is, be led into your life by the innate laziness of the human race. Yes, your flesh. Being gifted and called to teach, for example, qualifies you to do so, regardless of the credentials or the real dream crusher's opinions. The Bible calls them pearl-crushing swine, Matthew 6-7. You can and are called to teach, but there are two levels of this. In fact, there are at least two levels of all the offices that are listed in Ephesians 4.11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. It is like this. We have commercial contractors and general contractors. We have general doctors and we have specialists. We have teachers and professors. We have community college and we have universities. We have cooks and we have chefs. King David had men of war and he had mighty men. We have the Marines and the Navy SEALs. I could go on, but Dee should make the point. Being called to be a teacher doesn't mean that if you are not, you can't teach. We are commanded to make disciples and to teach all that Jesus did. Timothy was instructed by Paul to do the work of an evangelist, 
while also pastoring the church. Timothy wasn't going to attempt to be a Billy Graham or a Reinhard Bonnke, but he could evangelize. You can be a pastor to someone in need, but may not be called to the position of pastoring the church. Okay, now that we are all back to work, let's move on. Do you read the Bible? I ask because the statistics of those who don't and call themselves authentically born again should be extremely alarming to the body of Christ. It is comparable to having a military whereby some went through basic and others skipped the whole matter. Who would you want to go to battle with? Boom, boom, mic drop. We're moving on. How to read your Bible. Eight points. What does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? What should I stop believing? What should I start believing? What should I stop doing? What should I start doing? And what revelation are you getting and for what reason? Galatians 1, 11, 12. So Ken, why should I read such a difficult book? Well, what does the scriptures do to your heart, to your life as a Christian? Just how successful can you be as a Christian if you do not read the kingdom manual? Note that the devil used scriptures on Jesus, and Jesus used it back at him. Back at you, I'm sure he shouted. You will need to do the same thing, I guarantee it. The devil is not leaving you alone for anything, and if he can steal your ammo, that is, your time to read the Bible, then he has you pinned, and you have no way of fighting or resisting him. James 4, 7. Let's go to Luke 24, 32. And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us? while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? One of the things I hear from well-meaning ignorant brethren is that we all have our own interpretation of the scriptures. Therefore, we can agree to disagree. Yep, we can and should on the minor issues, but not because of interpretation, but by revelation. The difference between revelation versus interpretation is that one comes from our flesh and the other the Holy Spirit. Listen to Paul, Galatians 1, 11, 12. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not according to man, for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. In John 14, 26, we are taught and instructed that the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. See, it's not so hard. The Holy Spirit does not come bearing gifts of interpretation. He brings a revelation of Christ right in and through your very circumstances. He knows without a doubt what Jesus is conveying or wanting to convey to you. There's no guesswork. So let's decom it and put this to rest once and for all for our sakes. Interpretation, the act of interpreting, elucidation, this writer's work demands interpretation. An explanation of the meaning of another artistic or creative work. An elucidation, an interpretation of a poem. A conception of another's behavior. A charitable interpretation of his tactlessness. A way of interpreting. The rendering of a dramatic part, music, etc. So as to bring out the meaning or to indicate one particular conception of it. Oral translation. Revelation the act of revealing or disclosing, something revealed or disclosed, especially a striking disclosure as of something not before realized. Theology, 
God's disclosure of himself and his will to his creatures. An instance of such communication or disclosure. Something thus communicated or disclosed. Something that contains such disclosure as the Bible, also called the Revelation of St. John the Divine, the last book in the New Testament. So you see the difference. The one that stands out most to me is the one that stands out the most to me is the first one, God's disclosure of himself and his will to his creatures. That's the difference. But so now, Ken, I do not believe in the Holy Spirit. Or some say that I don't believe that the Holy Spirit is for today. Well, then you know what's coming next, so don't give me that look. I recommend to those who don't believe in the Holy Spirit to try an experiment. Go hunting, but leave the ammo at home. When a game shows up, just shout, bang, bang. And when you've had your fill of reckless thinking, read the book of Acts and John and tell me or anyone where it states that the Holy Spirit doesn't exist or is not for this time. Allow me to apologize for my directness, but that sort of craziness demands a big hammer. Acts 2.39 For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. It doesn't even sound like we have a choice in the matter, does it? As many as the Lord, our God, will call. So maybe you're just not called. And in that case, you probably don't have the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we will be getting to the calling, giftings, purpose, and talents part of this message shortly. I'm trying to build a structure that your newfound information can attach itself to. We want this knowledge to hang around long enough for you to understand it. So I've read books I'm praying and about those who were excellent spiritual communicators, from the treetops to their closets. I got to tell you, I came away a bit frustrated that my prayer life wasn't measuring up. You know, so short on time. I've read about the four-hour prayer warriors who, after spending that kind of time with God, had the Moses effect, the supernatural glow unveiled, so to speak. So there is a gift of intercession, which, in a simple way, as I'm fairly simple, it means someone who is drawn to pray for hours and for lots of stuff, including nations and countries and such. Then there is a God chatterer. This is me. I talk to God all the time. When I was first saved, he hung on my back like a monkey. I developed the habit of including him in my life regularly, daily in fact. This was so much of a necessity that I thought it strange that as I got distracted with the work of the day, I didn't communicate with him in the day. It would actually rock me if I didn't connect with him via thought or voice. It greatly disturbed me to ignore him, even for just a day. I was terrified that I might be on the path to forgetting all about him. Well, that's it for today. And if you want to think about him like all the time, then read his book and muse your mind on his mindfulness of you. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the line of lights to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.